I would just like a guy. We're back, neither live nor local, on the Bets and Quotes podcast, on one of the thousands of podcast platforms that are out there for you to listen on. You know why, why I'm an a-hole? The list is long, but one of the reasons is that the most amazing thing in your entire story is that somebody in Wisconsin has Wi-Fi. Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast, a podcast for the rubes, by the rubes, talking all things Power Trip. Bets and Quotes is hosted by Chuck, better known as Power Trip Bets. Why I love Chuck is that's exactly how I felt about the show, but I couldn't articulate it the way that he did. And Dave, the one and only Power Trip Quotes. Guy, he's going to get in there and just try to maul you. They were going to get an apartment together and see how things went, but settled on a podcast instead. Our legal disclaimer is simply that Lawyer Lambert probably likes us better than you, so good luck suing us. We hope you enjoy this episode, but if not, feel free to play Jax on 494. Dave, well, um, I'm sure Lou knows what I'm about to say, but uh, the Twins are a freaking disaster. Uh, Nelson Cruz had a home run, he had a single, and that's all that the Twins had in the way of offense. They lose 2-1 to one to the White Sox and continue to be the worst team in baseball. And I profited off of it. <laughs> that's a good thing to do, yes. I, uh, I, I am not betting on the Twins anytime soon. I'll either pass the game or bet against them for sure, so... Uh, sad times indeed, but, um, good times for you. Uh, you made your debut on the, uh, the power trip, at least your, uh, your new little segment did on Monday. Um, I got to hear the quotes of the week on a Monday morning. I know. How, how cool is that? I know. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, very fortunate and, uh, very thankful to have the opportunity I uh, hope I don't screw it up. I haven't heard that Hawk cut the segment out completely um, <laughs> after one episode. But, yeah, uh, really cool to hear the quotes of the week. I think it's a good way to kind of recap. And, you know, like Corey said uh, right after we did the quotes, you know, sometimes they forget what they say on the show and, like, how funny, like, a bit is. Like, when you're talking on the radio for that much, you know, that length of time and that many hours per week, like – you just kind of forget. So, um, you know, that was kind of the whole goal of the bid is to highlight some of the funnier moments and, uh, look at us now, look at us now. Yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. And I like the thing that Hawk was talking about, like, you know, doing the, uh, taking like the four quotes of the week and having like a listener poll for the quote of the month and stuff. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. That was Hawk's suggestion, but yeah, that'll be fun to get, uh, the quotes of the month, and maybe we're gonna have a different format for the quote of the year this year. Is uh, maybe. it's gonna be the top the top twelve quotes of the month, and then we uh, bracket it off from there. Who knows? Could be yes. Uh, it's almost like hockey has produced content for a living or something. So <laughs> it's almost like he's good at he does this for a living. <laughs> exactly. So. 
All right. Well, um, yeah, we uh, we uh, we've been having um, in our little Patreon section. We've been having wild happy hours uh, with a crew with our crew, and that's been a lot of fun. It's uh, always fun. It's always fun to watch a game uh, with a bunch of people on uh, on a video chat when everybody's just slightly um, ahead of each other on the uh, on the video presentation. You know, you've got some people streaming it, some people watching it live off cable some people's satellites are faster than others so yeah you get like whenever the wild score it's like you get yes and then two seconds later yes and then like three seconds later yes so and then five uh, minutes later for me <laughs> exactly so uh yeah you're still at intermission and we're like four minutes into the period so uh, <laughs> <laughs> i know i was so out of him like what are you guys like next commercial break what are you talking about like it's intermission oh it was so good but yeah it was a lot of fun and steve our our guy steve put together a duel of the decades for the uh intermission entertainment for last night's games that was a lot of fun even though the wild went down so um yeah just shout out to everybody that's been participating those it's been a lot of fun we'll probably hopefully the uh the wild stay around for a while we'll probably do a couple more of those um coming up in the future so and we also were joined last night by a new high roller uh in our patreon group randy it was good to see randy and randy is one of the people that is coordinating the tee it up for the troops you've probably seen creasel's tweets about that uh but randy's one of the guys that's uh, behind that is a great cause it's june 11th you know it, you, you've maybe seen some of the tweets on on how to get signed up for that or you know if you if you don't if you can't play or don't want to play or whatever there's definitely opportunities to uh, to sponsor people like creasel or or others that are going to be playing in that so awesome cause and um i'd encourage you guys to support that um if you if you're so inclined all right well we have a big show tonight so <laughs> we've got a bets update uh which includes parish going for the parish slam we've got the quotes of the week in your thoughts uh we don't do this real often uh but we have an instant classic uh ryan carter's appearance on monday was an absolute instant classic we're going to revisit that we're also going to do rate that impression and we're going to do quite the hodgepodge of characters we've got uh, quite a few people that we are we're going to rate their impressions and then of course we got quotes notes before we get out of here but we'll start as always with our bets update Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. Now, um, Parrish had Midnight Bourbon in the Preakness, and Midnight Bourbon was like five to one when Parrish, uh, Parrish got it. But every the word got out that Mark Parrish got Midnight Bourbon, and immediately its odds fell to where the point where it was basically tied to be the favorite going off when the Preakness uh, when the Preakness started because everybody was betting on Midnight Bourbon. And here's the stretch call. Dina Spirit fights on on the outside Midnight Bourbon. Rambauer is rolling up to them. Coming by the eighth pole, it is now Rambauer storming to the front, taking over from Midnight Bourbon. But Dina Spirit has dropped back. Keep me in mind is fourth. Rambauer and Flavian Pratt win the Preakness. So yeah, Parrish did come up short, but of course in Parrish fashion, he didn't actually lose the bet. Corey won with Rambauer and uh, pocketed $250, but with the, uh, with the second place finish, Parrish didn't lose himself any money. <laughs> he he just doesn't lose you know it's he never uh he doesn't stop winning now it's just he never loses it's it, it counts as a tie so it is uh, uncanny he's, he's still hot 
<laughs> for sure. And speaking of still being hot, they picked their PGA Championship players, and uh, Parrish ended up with the fifth pick, which is a pretty sweet spot because most of the major winners come from about the top five-ish or so. Um, and, you know, he ended up with John Rahm, who, the, at least in my book, he's the second favorite to win. So Parrish has a premier golfer for the PGA Championship. Um, I know lots of rubes. I got tweeted at uh, several rubes, put money on Rahm immediately, myself included. Duh. Yeah, I locked that up. I at least put 10 bucks on it. And then... Of course. How, how can you go against Parrish in a golf tournament? <laughs> No way, man. And if somebody does win the golf tournament, uh, that is going to set the handle record for the year. So uh, if the uh, entry fee doubles from 100 to 200, that will set the all-time handle record. And last I checked, it's still mid-May. So uh, they are, they're going to shatter the record this year, uh, which is good, good for me. Good uh, <laughs> keeps me busy and everything. Uh, but, yeah, we might see that as soon as Sunday uh, if, if one of their golfers wins the bet. So... And last up, uh, we had another little uh, side bet, and I love bets like this that are long-term bets. Um, Maryland, of course, became the 27th state to legalize sports betting. And uh, Corey and Chris uh, brought that up during the 6 o'clock segment, and they decided, (laughs) Chris had the great idea to, why don't we gamble on gambling? And they (laughs) bet on when Minnesota would legalize. Uh, Over-under was 40 and a half. Uh, Chris went ahead and took the under because Corey said he would definitely be on the over on that. And uh, yeah, so 40 and a half. This will take a while to play out to see see who actually (laughs) cashes on that bet. It's only a $50 bet, but I love the idea that it's uh, a nice long-term bet. Um, Dave, I'm guessing you're going to be the pessimist on this and go over as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to go over on it. I mean, the unders, I'm just not an unders guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun to bet the under. Um, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, if if, if you really look at it, it, it it's going to be right around there, I think, because you got to keep in mind. I mean, as negative as everybody is in on Minnesota, and rightfully so, because it's just ridiculous. But um, there are states out there that don't even have a casino. Like, you can't even play a slot machine in the state. So, um, you know, I think a lot of those states, you know, you're talking the the Utahs, the Alaskas, the Hawaii's of the world. Uh, those are definitely going to be after Minnesota. I mean, I, you know, I, of course, I say that and watch Minnesota be 50. But, um, <laughs> you know, but it just, you know, there, there's no there's not even like an infrastructure or anything for any of that. So, um you know, it, 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 I could be wrong on that, but um, I definitely would uh, definitely would put Minnesota at least ahead of, of some of those states. But it's going to be close because there's a lot of other states that, you know, they're they're trying to get stuff through and they've got active bills and everything like that. They just have not actually closed the deal yet. So um, we'll have quite a few more that will happen before Minnesota does. So it's it's going to be pretty tight. So Yeah, the, the nice thing will be I heard Florida is very close to getting things done yep and uh my parents have a compound down there so uh you know worst comes to worst once they pass that i'll just move down to florida and live in florida <laughs> there you go <laughs> gamble uh gamble in florida and, and take care of all your uh scratch all those itches down in florida <laughs> trust me there's lots of itches you can pick up in florida yeah yeah there's a couple more down in tampa <laughs> for sure all right well that will do it for the bets update it's time for the quotes of the week Da, da, da. 
And now, it's time for the Quotes of the Week. I'd let Brett Favre be on me. Sure. Ted Bundy's been to the Rose Bowl more recently than the, than the Gophers. Because it's hard to bang and play it at the same time. Bang and lung darts whale. All right, friends, it is time to get to the quotes of the week. And we will start at number three with Chris Hockey. Yeah. The word Max is in it. Sorry. Jesus. You're you're just assuming Max has a giant wiener. (laughs) I mean, that's not a bad assumption. You know what? You You can't confirm or deny. You can't like all some some stereotypes and not like others, Max. Max, all right? All or none of them. <laughs> Picking and choosing is Max, huh? <laughs> Apparently, yes. Uh, <laughs> I like Musk. Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good from Mr. Hockey back in the quotes of the week. <laughs> Let's move to number two, and it is the gentleman, John Creasel. And then you're waiting 20 minutes, and you're like, that son of a bitch is going to the bathroom. Right? <laughs> yep, right. And when that Somebody, person walks up. And they're doing their big job, too. It's, uh, right. it's not a number and, one. Oh, yeah. And no. they know that person's there, right? Because they've already, they've checked in. So right. like, that person's in. They're in the airport somewhere. Where are they? The plane is ready to leave. We can get out of here early. Right at 10.15. If just everybody hurries up. Correct. What's taking so long, you know? Cut it short, wipe it deep. Let's yeah. go. Oh. <laughs> God, that's going to be a- that's going to be for uniquely Twin yeah. Cities starting That's it! <laughs> also, Dwight's tombstone. No. <laughs> Cut it short and wipe it deep. Oh, I, And that's one of the reasons we're, of course, going to miss Brienne is you've got the, ah, reaction from Brienne in the background there. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we are going to miss Brienne, but uh, yet another singer from Mr. John Creasel. <laughs> yes, indeed. That was a good one. All right, and the number one quote of the week is no longer a Twins fan, he's a Padres fan. At number one, it's Paul meets Os Lambert. This is poor we. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> Sauce is in first class. She's sitting by the crapper. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. You're down to San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> your dad's going to san diego (laughs) the crapper (laughs) yes the crapper one of dwight's many nicknames uh yeah very very good from saucy and i do love this san diego bit i think you and i talked about this uh you know just uh we talk in text more than people know and uh i said i really really hope like this this will make the twin season interesting to me is if sauce just gives san diego Padres scores and skips the twins entirely like i think that would be absolutely uh brilliant that'd be a good bit for sure yeah i just i I love he he looks good in the hat you know and uh yep I, uh, I, I'm loving this, and I might become a Padres fan myself. I know. Maybe the Twin Cities just adopts the Padres. Hey, why not, you know? Um, and then we all go down to uh, San Diego and take in a game or two this summer. Yes, the whale's vaginas. <laughs> Indeed. All right, well, there are your quotes of the week. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. 
All right. Well, first up, we are going to proclaim an instant classic. Uh, Ryan Carter was on the show for a couple of hours on Monday, and we figured it was going to be mostly hockey talk, maybe uh, you know a few jabs here and there with uh, with headlines and stuff. But he got into the story about his junior career when he went mm-hmm. to uh, to Green Bay to play junior hockey and became a, a billet kid. You know, um, we've heard Jason Zucker talk about that before, where, you know, hockey players, junior hockey players go and live with a host family while they're playing for that particular team. And so uh, Ryan started to tell the story. And I got to be honest with you, Dave, uh, the segment, I don't think there's ever been a segment in the history of the power trip that has left me wanting more because it seemed like for every question that Ryan answered, it triggered at least two or three new questions in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, I, I think that would be a great thing to go on the, on the after party. Cause uh, man, you know, somebody who has played in the NHL and has played hockey all of his career. Um, he has to have some fantastic billet family stories uh billet mom stories um uh, maybe he has a a couple friends that uh you know might have done something or who knows yeah i mean i felt like we were just scratching the surface there and yeah i think they need to invite him back for an after party and uh (laughs) really get some dirt but uh we learned about uh we learned about his billet family and they were interesting um, we'll just, uh, we'll do these. I, I was going to do like just one continuous clip and then just stop it every time I had a thought or a comment. And I was like, we're, we're never going to get through this. So I did ultimately divide this up into about nine audio clips so that, uh, we can eventually get through this because I, I've got, I've got so many questions that need to be answered. Okay. So I went to, I went and played junior hockey in green Bay and you, oh, you just, okay. Pack a car. It's worse. I packed my Volkswagen Jetta, drove across the country, map quest, knocked on a door, said, here, I'm here to live. They said, okay, come on in. Mm-hmm. Now, immediately, <laughs> I mean, that that's just setting this whole thing up. I've immediately got two questions. Number one, well, I, I, I love the fact, based on what we learn about the attractiveness of his billet mom later, he made her sound actually pretty good. He was like, okay, come on in, you know, and he, he made her sound oh. fine. I, if, if I'm telling that story, I'm like, okay, come on in, sit on the couch. <laughs> right. Like this is, this is a, you know, moose soup lady's ugly, like cousin. <laughs> exactly. Connie soup. Oh, Connie soup. And then he said, <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Ryan Carter is from Minnesota, correct? He said, correct. he said he packed up the Volvo, drove across the country to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, I'm, it sounds like Ryan Carter has a White Bear Lake uh, geography as well. Yeah, uh, maybe he's thinking meters or something like that. Maybe he's been playing uh, a couple tournaments up north of the border or something. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, and it was Jetta, by the way, as a Jetta man myself. Um, Got to gotta love the shout-out for Jettas. But, You're right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a five it's a five-hour drive. <laughs> yeah, I know, but apparently he went across the country to get to Green Bay. So, all right, never well, been west of Ohio. Never. <laughs> well, he told the first story, which was a fun story, and you know, I thought, okay, this is you know, we're gonna get a couple stories like this, and that'll kind of be it. But um, yeah, apparently uh, he pounded some beers with some buds. 
go downstairs. They show me my room, unfinished, and he's got all these collector Harley Davidson beers Whoa. on the wall, and then farm tractors. So he had a collection of Harley Davidson beers, and then these red, green, all kinds of farm tractors all on display. <gasps> he's like, yeah, you should get to know your teammates. Have your have your teammates over. Uh, my teammates come over and they crush all of his collectible. Oh no, they didn't! <laughs> all of his collectible Harley Davidson beers. Oh no! Yes, so I had to go up. I don't know these people. That guy wanted to kill you, right? He, he did, but actually, he th- he played it off great. He was like, "Yes!" He acted like he was super pumped about it, which I think he was kind of happy that guys are having fun at his house, mm-hmm. but not super pumped that that was his collectible beer. <laughs> So they invite a bunch of underage kids over. They pound this guy's collectible beer collection, and he's like the guy from old school. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> oh man, poor guy. Oh man, but uh, you know, you know that's his pride for the for the Green Bay Gamblers. He you know he doesn't care if they crush all of his Harley beer. Apparently not. I'm like I, I oh my gosh, you know, and uh, yeah. Just like, and how how dumb are these were <laughs> his teammates that they're like, can't like, th- isn't there like regular beer around? You know, like there's got to be some beast in that house. I mean, you know, there's beast in that house. It's like, why are they? They should know that this is like a collectible thing that you wouldn't touch and just go grab stuff. But yeah. apparently, they didn't care. Yeah, I think if you clap twice in the state of Wisconsin it just and say beast me, you just get beasted right in the face. Yeah, I think that's a state law, actually. So <laughs> you are correct, sir. Well, of course, uh, you know, he became sort of a member of the family, and he had an interesting billet brother. Yeah, it was certainly weird. So I had a couple conversations that were bizarre. Uh, my The billet brother was growing marijuana in an egress window in the house and the, he told the mom it was me so that I had to sit on the couch for that one now they they completely just went right past that he had a 16 year old billet brother who was growing pot in a window egress I'm like <laughs> what? that guy's either a freaking genius or the biggest pothead of all time oh my god I mean I've had some buddies who played juniors, and I've heard some stories as well. Um, this shockingly doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> well, I love too that like the the whole sit on the couch thing. Apparently, that was the uh, the thing because later on he'll talk about sitting on the couch again when it comes to the uh, the uh, home computer situation. But yeah, I, I just I love that. I was like, yeah, I had to go sit on the couch for that one. So. Uh... <laughs> So apparently his little billet brother was a complete pothead. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame. I mean, what else is there to do in Wisconsin? This is true. We've uh, we've learned this. So uh... the fan has learned. <laughs> uh, all right. So as mentioned, uh, we got to get to the computer situation. He was looking at X-rated material on the family computer. Blame that one on me. So wait a minute. This is your your billet brother. That means like another junior hockey player who's staying with you. What does that mean? No, like the son, the son of the people. Oh, the son of the billet family. Yes. So yes, and he's about he was about your age. He was sixteen. Didn't have his license, so I drove him all over town. Then he threw me under the bus. So I would like I would eventually like take him halfway to where he's going and kick him out of the car. Yeah, and you got in trouble. Well, not in trouble. So for example. For example, uh, she sits me down. I walk in the door one day after practice. She's sitting on the living room couch, and she's like, come here, take a seat. Okay. So- <laughs> like, it's, it's like a, your foster mother, right? It's, yeah. 
Yeah. You're going to get talked to like it's your mom. Yeah. Sucks. Well, depends. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, so she sits me down. She's like, hey, listen, um, you know, this is a family house and this is a family computer and we don't do this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, the, the stuff, the images, the things that you're searching on the computer, it's, it's not okay at our house. I said, time out. Hold on a second. I walk into my room and I grab a laptop that she didn't know I had. I was like, just so you know, if you think I was going to look at that stuff, I'm going to use this, my own computer, this one right here. <laughs> this thing is loaded with viruses. <laughs> I'm just picturing the amount of porn that was actually on that laptop that he had. <laughs> how much you how much you think Zach would offer Ryan for that laptop right now? Oh, at, at least everything that he made off of uh, the 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 Venmo's yeah. from uh, unblocking six hundred seventy five bucks or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get the impression that Ryan and his billet brother um, they're they're not close. No. He just—I used to take him halfway and kick him out of the car. I love it. Uh, so yeah, so Ryan got the old talking to, but thankfully he was smart enough to have the evidence and uh, and cleared his name at least on the porn charges. So uh, <laughs> so good. All right. Well, next up, um, we meet. Uh, we learn a little bit more about the billet dad. Now this is where I have like a bajillion questions. I'm not going to use your family computer, so whoever told you it was me is lying. Oh, She's like, no. Yes. So that, did oh, she believe you? Kid that was, was grounded even... two weeks. Oh, oh so good. Yes. Good. How come she doesn't think it's the dad? Oh, good point. He's well, not capable of using it? And by the way, it's dude, work rules. This story is unbelievable. She was 35. He was like 65. It okay. wasn't him. Okay. I mean, there wasn't blue chew chewables back then. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. There was a 30-year difference? Well, at Sounds least. Like a now, this is really all we hear about the dad is that he was 65. He loved that underage kids drank in his house, and apparently he couldn't get it up and uh, wasn't looking at porn. But, you know, <laughs> I wanted to tell Ryan, and, and I get we've got blue chew chewables now and stuff like that. But even without blue chew chewables, do you think a 65-year-old Mark Rosen isn't going to have a hard drive full of the absolute filth of the earth? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really probably the only reason that Mark knows how to use an iPad or a computer. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and, you know, and again, at, at this point, we don't know anything about the, the physical appearance of the mom. And so you hear that the dad is 65 and the mom is 35, and you're immediately picturing, like... You trophy know, wife. Exactly. The young trophy wife. And in that situation, you know, we, we, we really don't know any more about the dad. So it, it's always one of two things in that situation, right? It's either this guy's loaded and, you know, just has has money coming out of his ears or he's hung like uh, Lexington Steel. You know, I mean, it's it's one of the two things, right? Right. And uh, we, we we're left we're left to speculate. I don't you know I, I, I don't know. They did have uh, Wi-Fi back in uh, whatever this was like 2002 and stuff like that. So so maybe he was you know kind of loaded. He was he didn't seem to care about his collectible beers as much, and he was able to host a, another child for nine months and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with loaded versus the uh, ooh what a lucky man he was. Yeah, I, I think this guy, I mean, to have, even just to have internet, which it, it was probably just internet back in 2001, I'll bet that he was way into porn. He probably had a stack <laughs> of hustlers under underneath oh. his uh, Polaris XR400 snowmobile and 
you know, in the glove box of the four wheeler. I, I know there's no such thing as 100. percent We're going 99.9 percent. This guy's a hustler, Dad. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, then we learn more about the mom, and the picture of the whole family starts to come into a little more focus. So I ended up not being able to go back there the next oh. year because she was sneaking somebody in the back door after Kenny and I oh. would leave. Get out of here. Yes. You're the kidding me. No, this is all knockers. true. This is scandalous. <laughs> yes. So she was mad about somebody looking at adult material, but she was stepping out on her husband. Yes. And she had, uh, so you had a bill stepping, stepping in on her husband. Stepping he, in. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that'd be worse in my opinion. You invite someone so, to your space. So let's. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she, uh. She's apparently uh, cheating on Mr. 65-year-old husband here. And, I, you know, a couple things in that, too. He said he was not allowed to go back the next year. So it sounds like if she hadn't been cheating, he would have been allowed back in there. So apparently this was a pretty big scandal in the uh, the junior hockey world, the, uh, the mom, <laughs> the billet mom cheating on the 65-year-old husband. Yeah, because I'm sure that's never happened before in the history of junior hockey. <laughs> oh, no, not once. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, uh, what a uh, what a fun, interesting family that Ryan got paired up with here. Oh, dear. Was she attractive? Not even close. <laughs> Aww. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hello. <You> know- <laughs> I not just the way he said it. Like, I I am picturing Jabba the Hut, Pizza the Hut. Oh my God! It, it, I you know, Mom, Mama June is like the first image that comes to my mind. I mean, like, oh my God, she like. I mean, we you know we've talked to Ryan. Ryan's the nicest guy. He's just the absolute right. nicest guy. And for Ryan to very adamantly say, not in the slightest. Uh, yeah, she was. She's an absolute zero. Just hideous. I wonder, you know, a Hawk has said that he's only, that he wouldn't, what was it? the it's Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono. And there's one more. But I wonder if this lady would make the no list. I As quickly and as adamantly as Ryan answered that, I'm thinking she might be on the no list. I mean, there might be some respect that he could muster up, you know, out of respect for... You know, her, uh, you know, choice in selecting men that are twice her age or something like that. Or now she's a local celebrity. Or... <laughs> oh, yes. My whole, the whole story just like completely turned on learning. Because the whole time I'm picturing, yeah, she's probably some good looking, uh, good looking housewife, getting a little action on the side and everything. And it's like, no, we find out she's a flat out zero. So. Uh... <laughs> Oh, dear. And then we get the story of Ryan's first meal with this lovely family. So you lived with them for one season? One season. So yeah. It, it, that's what, six months start to finish? Yeah, nine. Time? Whole school nine year. Months. Yeah. Wow. Not kidding. Pack that Volkswagen Jetta. Map quest, knock on the door. Weird stuff happened. First meal, rabbit. Um, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Yeah. They debut your run with rabbit. Yes, and I couldn't tell if they were pulling my leg or not. I didn't know if it was chicken legs or rabbit, but I ate it like nervous as oh, all get out. Gross. Yes. Oh my god. Oh boy. Can you imagine walking in this situation? Now, when I went to uh Norway, oh good for me to visit relatives, the very first meal we had was moose. But 
you know, knowing the culture and everything like that, I mean, that's, that's, that's big up there. They, they hunt moose. It's a traditional, you know, meal there. And it, by the way, moose is fantastic, but rabbit, yeah. holy F I, like, if they told me it was rabbit, I would just be like, I'm sorry. I'm walking yeah, I'm down out. to Pizza Hut and I'm having dinner at Pizza Hut. So, uh, thank you. And if it's a joke, tell me now. Yeah. Could you imagine Corey trying to take that <laughs> Holy down? Shit, he no. would literally pass out. Like <laughs> when you're inviting somebody that you don't know and you're meeting for the first time, like especially for dinner, like you make one of the absolute safest meals in the world. Make like spaghetti, spaghetti. and sauce. Yep. Exactly. Tacos. Hamburgers, mm. pizza, something like that. <laughs> rabbit. They went rabbit. Uh, this is Green Bay, Wisconsin. Keep in mind. Oh True. dear. Uh, so uh, yeah, and we we get a little deeper understanding too, because up until this point, you know, I'm picturing that this is like some nice suburban house, and you know, they're they're just typical neighborhood, typical subdivision, and we find out not quite the case. The house is in a in a farm field, like a veal farm. So they cast all of the waste all over. So the oh. like the area smelt like yeah. animal yeah. waste twenty four seven. Now, <laughs> um, oh he he can say that, and the fact that it, you know it was out on a farm, and it, it and there could have been some animal waste smell, but based on his description of the billet mom, are we a hundred percent sure it was just animal waste that he was smelling? Oh, I mean, I mean, when you cross the bridge over into Hudson, you get you can smell a little bit of a whiff. But uh, being right in the belly of the beast there on the farm, uh, wow, that uh, I, I I can smell it from here. Oh, wouldn't you just feel too like you walk into the situation? You're eating rabbit on some stinky farm with large marge. You would th- <laughs> like this is like Deliverance or something. I mean, like I would. I, oh my I god, I would quit hockey. Like, oh seriously it's not it's not worth the an nhl career like and winning a stanley cup like uh, i'm sorry uh, well the last clip i have um we find out that um yeah ryan's ryan's experience um he uh he didn't himself uh get hit on as a as a billet son but we find out that that might not be uncommon did you ever get hit on by a billet mom no billet moms took a run at me. No, no, no. Sounds like you would have taken a hard pass at that lady anyway. Yeah, that one. But there are stories like Ruslan Fedotenko. Mm-hmm. He played in, I think it was Sioux Falls. He ended up marrying his billet mom. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. No way. Are you kidding me? That's... No. That is a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, an adult one. That's what I mean. You could just hear the regret in Chris Hockey's voice that he never played hockey. <laughs> If I would have known this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to ask you, Dave, have you ever seen a picture of Ruslan Fedotenko's uh, billet mom that is now his wife? No, I haven't. I was going to I was going to Google it or IHOP it while I was but I was listening to it live when I was driving. OK, well, we are going to do I a... can't spell Ruslan Fedotenko. <laughs> well, we are going to do a live on air reaction. I'm going to text you the picture of Ruslan Fedotenko's <laughs> wife. And uh, we'll get your reaction. His wife. Yeah, that looks like a billet mom to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruslan's doing pretty well for himself, I yeah. would say. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is very fetching. She is quite charming. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely not what Ryan saw in the family picture on the mantle in Green Bay.
<laughs> but you can definitely tell, like, she looks like a hockey mom. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she's just got, like, that total, um, you know, just very attractive – Get, guys, you know, give it give it a Google. Ruslan Fedotenko wife. There's some there's some pictures of her and uh, Ruslan out there, and um, yeah, he uh, he did well for himself as a billet son. That's for sure. <laughs> I can just picture him saying like Yakov Smirnov, what the country. So. <laughs> One of the all time great names ever. Absolutely, we love Yakov. All right, well, <laughs> that is the uh, that is the Ryan Carter uh, billet family story. Um, like I said, more questions than we got answers. Maybe they'll have him on the after party at some point, and we can get. Uh, uh, and there might be even more layers to this too. We might only be scratching the surface because he was just responding to things that the guys were bringing up. And um, I have a feeling there's a lot more stories where these came from. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I should have some of my. I should have my buddies leave leave me some voicemails who uh, played some junior hockey. They've had some crazy stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can only imagine. All right. Well, it's time to uh, to move on to rate that impression. So we haven't done rate that impression for a while, so we got a few to uh, to get caught up on. And a lot of times this is a Chris Hockey segment since he's got the large quantity of this. But we're going to get a, a good mix of people for this one. And we're going to start it with uh, good old Corey Cove. And um, this is going to be, uh, we'll do it like we normally do, where we play the actual person first and then the impression second, because I know these impressions are so good, sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, so we'll do that. A little behind the podcasting scenes here. Uh, the first one that Corey did is uh, Jay Leno. You spelled Leno with two N's. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I did. <laughs> Hand so, uh, you are you are the meat sauce of our podcast. So, you know what uh, they say. Uh, you know it's white bear math. Uh, it's Sinclair Tech spelling. <laughs> I love it. All right, here is Corey Cove and Jay Leno. And the hottest selling item in this IKEA superstore in Thailand is this bed called the Redalan. But apparently, the word Redalan has a sexual connotation in Thailand. Do you, do you get it? Do you get the joke? <laughs> you understand I was uh, trying to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when Corey does impressions, he does, he usually does pretty well. This one, uh, I, you know, I can only give him two, two blue chew chewables for this one because, uh, all he really did was just raise the pitch of his voice. And, um, I just, I, I wasn't feeling it myself. Uh, what do you got, Dave? Yeah, uh, to quote uh, Randy Jackson from back in the day at American Idol, I, I wasn't feeling that dog. Just just wasn't <laughs> feeling that dog. He was a little pitchy dog. Um, yeah, uh, and and I think the audio that I pulled uh, of Jay, you know, to compare to compare him to, um, probably didn't do him any favors there. I'm gonna go 2.2 blue shoes. All right. So uh, so yeah, we uh, we're pretty even on that one. Well, next up um, is our the aforementioned uh, Mark Rosen, and uh, he, of course, from time to time, will do a Sid Hartman impression. So here's Rosie and Sid. I've been at that paper for years and years and years. Either get laid off or or take the buyout. It's tough. A guy fifty years old with two three kids and. Let me tell you something. I will see what I'm saying. Sid! I will... He's adapting. <laughs> Thank you. That's such a good look. A hundred. Uh, the hell? Too what do you soon, want Rosie. 
<laughs> I look a hundred. Uh, what the hell you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, why don't you go first on this one? Yeah, so uh, you know he's done his Sid impression a couple of times, and obviously has a lot of years to pull from, um, as he's been in the the sport Minnesota sports scene uh, for a while, and no one has been longer than Sid Hartman. Um, rest in peace. But uh, yeah, I think that is just a solid four. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm fully on board with this one. He's got like kind of that uh, that breathing raspy tone sort of that uh, that Sid had. He's got the cadence down perfectly. Um, you know, the only thing there is, you know, Sauce and Hawk kind of talked over it a little bit. That was uh, about the only thing that really detracts from it. Uh, Rosie's definitely got it. I'm going four and a half blue chew chewables for Ooh. Rosie. All right, next up is Chris Hockey. He's obviously a staple of Rate That Impression. We've got him in here a couple times tonight. Uh, we're going to start with his Watto impression. Ah, yes, Nubian. We have lots of that. Uh, no money, no parts, no deal. Oh, I look at the mirror and make myself very honest of my nipple is big and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going first on this one. Five out of five. This is the best one, hands down, that he nails it every single time. Yep, it's uh, it's the only one that's better than the Joe Pesci impression of his. And yes, all five blue chews from me. Wow, it's... It, you. I mean, if you had like a couple 13, 14 beers, you wouldn't be able to tell that that was two different... <laughs> clips absolutely i mean it's just so good and he and he and the thing is he nails it every time because a lot of his impressions he might do it good one or two times and then it slowly evolves into like some guy with a scottish accent but um yeah Watto, he gets it right every time and uh yes very very well done uh high high marks across the board for that one all right, well, next up is a, a very odd combination, but <laughs> in a lot of ways also very appropriate. It's John Creasel and Lexington Steel. Oh! 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 Come here! <laughs> this is my favorite this is my favorite one to prepare <laughs> you uh you get to go first on this one yeah so i mean i almost nailed uh you know the cl- as much as uh the audio clip of leno didn't help Corey uh in our first rate that impression um i think the two pieces really fit uh, very well, you know, it's an action scene, obviously, um, you know, what Lex is most known for. Um, this is our first impression we've really heard from John Greasel um, on his time on the power trip, and I will give him a four flat. Yeah, I, I, I'm going four or five. The energy was there. Uh, the cadence was there. Uh, and you know, you know that John Creasel has done his research and is well oh, prepared God. to do this impression. So, uh, yes. yeah, I'm going four and a half on that one. Yeah, there's just about nobody else on earth who could, you know, <laughs> who's done the research like John. <laughs> Absolutely. The man is prepared. Link, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're going to end uh, with a couple of animals. So this is much like a, uh, a Wisconsin neighborhood party where you end with the animals. 
Um, first up, Mark Rosen and a sheep. And it's not the first time you've ever heard Mark Rosen and a sheep. Ba ha ha. Ba ba. <laughs> Come on, Rosie. He mailed that in one point. Oh. 1.5 blue chew chewables. I mean, that was that a three-year-old could have done the same impression uh, that Mark Rosen did there. Yeah, I, I, I mean, without the ahahas uh, at the end, um, <laughs> you know, this would be zero. I guess I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna give him a half a blue chew. Half a blue chew it is. All right. Well, the last one we have uh, another animal. This one is the, uh, the our national our national symbol. It's the bald eagle, and it's Chris Hockey doing the bald eagle. Uh, good morning. You're on the Power Two Morning Show. I assume you're the bald eagle in my backyard? What's wrong with the V on your dog? Ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, uh. I was gonna uh, pick up and steal your dog, but, uh, I saw it's. It's lady parts are at about two and four. <laughs> you get to give the first rating on Chris Hawk as a bald eagle. Oh, well, I mean, this is kind of in the, the grandma cooter, um, <laughs> you know, group of impressions here as he's live calling in. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, eagles don't talk. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> I mean, alert. We can start there. I mean, I love the effort. I, I'll go, I'll go 2.7. Yeah, I'm I'm going a straight two here. You know, he he gets a little bit for the effort, but if anything, that sounded more like a hawk, which I guess is appropriate for Chris since he is hawk. But um, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it was it was sorely lacking, and he definitely got out of character when talking about the twisted lady parts. So uh, <laughs> two blue jujubles, and that will do it for this week's rate that impression. Time for a quotes notes open. Um, we'll see if there's some redemption here. Quotes notes, 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 quotes notes. Oh my. <laughs> um, uh, thankfully, we haven't been subjected to what if lately. Um, uh, maybe now that Sauce is back, we will, uh, <laughs> he'll pick that up again. But, um, yeah, uh, not 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 your worst, not your best, that's for sure. What do you got for us this week? Yeah, it was absolutely brutal. Um, <laughs> let's start off with uh, stacks, the stacks versus Pringles conversation. You know, it, it's tough because you know Pringles is really the OG of the tennis ball potato chip. But I think if we're just judging off of flavor, I agree with Corey, and I believe that Lay's stacks are superior to the pringle 
they're they're just a hair thicker. Um, so I'll give you like for texture, I think I like them a little bit better. But flavor wise, I I, I think there's more flavor in Pringles, um, if I'm being perfectly honest. But maybe it's just the uh, the flavors that I enjoy because I don't necessarily eat every single uh, different different flavor that's out there. But uh, yeah, um, they're 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 close. I mean, one and one A in my book. What are your go-to flavors? Um, usually I, I stay away from like anything barbecue and potato chips. So I'm, you know, sour cream and onion, sea salt, uh, kind of guy. Yeah. I'm a barbecue, sour cream and onion guy. Okay. I've never, I never tried that. Uh, they did that Super Bowl commercial where you like mix the flavors. No, nah, like, you can't do that, that. I know, but like, that's a pretty good idea. Like nah. some stoner out there came up with that and he's, he's a genius. Awful idea. Cause you're going to do like what Corey does where you eat the whole, the whole sleeve. I mean, you're not stopping halfway through a stacks can and uh, you're going to eat the whole thing and you just don't want to get thrown off with multiple flavors. It's like, just give me the same thing over and over. That's true. <laughs> um, next up, uh, I'm friends with the, they were talking about the, the bar in Nimrod, which is basically all they have is just a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, my I have my friend is the owner of the Nimrod Bar, so oh. um, shout out the Nimrod Bar. He's from St. Cloud, a uh, really nice guy. Nice. Um, Dick Trickle, <laughs> Dick Trickle is a lung dart legend. He is. He is. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you run the account, so I don't know why I'm telling you this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I forget. The story came up the other day, but yeah, that was uh, pretty. Yeah, because he like because that was one of the very first videos I ever tweeted for uh, for a long dart legend. But yeah, he he would cut off like the front of the face mask that he would wear the hel- the racing helmet that he would wear, so that when there were cautions or whatever, he could light up a cigarette and smoke. So uh, that's that's literally just legendary. That's commitment to the bit when you're smoking a cigarette while you're racing a stock car. Oh my God! It's nothing goes better. To, <laughs> nothing goes better with racing a car than smoking a cigarette. Oh yeah. The Killers absolutely love the Killers. Top five band of all time for me. Chuck, I know you uh, love them as well. Hundred percent. Saw them for the first time at Excel, and yeah, just absolutely love them. And just a bonus that they're from Vegas, man. Best yeah. city. Yeah. Shout out Vegas. Um. Oh. That's my next one here. Tomorrow, or yes, Thursday, 69 days from Las Vegas, 2021. Yes, let's indeed. go. <laughs> the countdown <Set>. is on. <laughs> yes, so let's go. Um, 311 is coming to the new amphitheater in Waite Park. Uh, first off, I didn't know St. Cloud slash Waite Park was getting an amphitheater, so I'm really excited for that. But um, that's crazy that 311's playing there. And I will 1,000% be there. So uh, maybe I'll bump into Mr. Corey Cove or, uh, yeah, or some other, you know, stoners. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I always, uh, amphitheaters, I always think of the time I saw David Lee Roth in an amphitheater um, during sort of, I would say one of the lower points of his career because it was a pretty small venue. And, was he uh, rubbing one out in the corner or what? <laughs> No, I mean, like, he performing, and uh, not a real large crowd, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was it was good to see old DLR uh, doing his shtick. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, Ashanti absolutely bangs. Playing her in uh, Duel of the Decades, I love Ashanti, especially uh, when she was featured on a couple of Ja Rule songs from back in the early 2000s. 
um the real the real ones know there so uh shout out ashanti wherever you know you're probably listening to this right now <laughs> of course. um zach's sports reading is fantastic but i stand with sauce i think the bit is better if uh you know there's a bit that uh you know we get to see Corey, you know pick sauce apart which is probably one of my favorite parts of the show um but uh but i i, I stand with sauce i'm a sauce stand so uh yeah, absolutely, and uh, especially if he adds the San Diego Padres score updates into the bit, um, I will, I will definitely always vote for Sauce. You're gonna speak that into existence. <laughs> like we're just gonna keep saying that enough where he's gonna stop updating it for Luke Cove and just start updating us with sports for himself. <laughs> I do miss he hasn't done the the Minnesota Twins lost again, but oh, I love the the. I know. Like that was almost the saddest part of last year's twin season is that he stopped saying the <laughs> exactly. Um, next up, uh, Monday's after party absolutely kicked ass. Uh, Chuck, we're absolute suckers for old school power trip audio, and we were graced with about forty minutes worth. Um, so funny. I mean, any everything from the Frank Caliendo bit to uh, baby face rapping. Uh, it was just, it, it was so much fun. And, um, you know, may, maybe it's not like, you know, every time they do that, cause they're trying to do some different stuff with it in interviews. And, and I love that too, but, uh, it'd be fun if it's like, even if it's once like a month, like going like down memory lane or doing like a, a drunk history esque bit, <laughs> um, or they bring something up where it's like, We've either like not heard of it or it's so legendary and so long ago that like we completely forgot about it. I just, uh, I mean, I, I just love you know the the masturbating in a time machine with the power trip. <laughs> no, they could they could just simply do babyface references uh, because <laughs> in the history of interns, uh, babyface is number one in my book. I'm like all the stories, all the uh, the <laughs> the strangest, and like Corey always says, they corrupted him from who he was on day one as an intern to who he was <laughs> when he left. So uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, we always love those uh, those old stories, and uh, it's just uh, <laughs> it's just always fun to hear how the show evolved. And yeah, it's going to be the 30th anniversary for kfan 20th anniversary for power trip quite frankly we don't care about the 10 years uh, before the power trip the chad abbott nearly ran the fan into the ground but right um yeah these last 20 years definitely love to get the history yes um i mean i, I wish babyface would have said it on the radio and i was power trip quotes at the time because the I didn't want to risk it would be one of the greatest power trip quotes of all time. That would have won quote of the year without, oh, a, we wouldn't even had to have a vote for that one. Quote of the decade. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Uh, next up, meat sauce stand up. They played, uh, boy, I mean, I could hear him, you know, shaking his fist all the way from San Diego, but, uh, <laughs> so painful, very uncomfortable. Um, you could tell that he was playing to the wrong crowd. Um, it, it was it was tough to listen to, but I also like like as a sauce stand, like I, you know I'm protecting I'm, I'm meat sauce PR, but like it's such like a part of like the history of like meat sauce and a part of the show that like it was so much fun to like listen to it at the same time as it was like painful. I just have to wonder, you know, Dark Star was like a master. He, he always worked at like five different levels. He was 15 steps ahead of everybody else. 
I have to wonder what the end game was there with putting meat sauce in front of a crowd that, you know, wasn't going to necessarily be like a power trip crowd or, you know, the, the crowd that's going to be hanging on his every word. Uh, I, it, it makes you wonder if like dark had some other kind of motive or something else was going on. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we'll never know, but uh, yeah, it just seems like, uh, you know, on the surface, it seems like a failure on the part of dark star to put meat sauce in that situation. Cause as we've seen when sauce has his crowd and his audience, he kills. Right. I mean, they're laughing at every word and maybe it was to, uh, you know, question him and, uh, you know, to get him really focused and not, you know, it's like your dad goes out there and, you know, throws you the ball, whatever. That's a bad analogy, but I don't know what I'm (laughs) thinking right now. But like he was trying to make him tougher. He was trying to galvanize him. There you go. Getting him ready for a long stand-up career. So uh, I have no doubt Dark had some kind of plan in all of it. There was always a plan. Um, although what was, what was up with always leaving the, the box of toast at good day cafe. I don't, I'll never get that. Um, he had to leave the tip. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Loaf of bread. Um, last one for me here. Um, I love that Corey has done everything but scream out loud, uh, that he doesn't want to do fan line anymore. Um, <laughs> but personally, I love that he's on fan line. Um, you know, it kind of gives a power trip angle to it where, where like, I mean, I care about the Vikings, but like, I'm not like live and die Vikings anymore. Like after, after no oh nine, like seriously, it's just not worth it anymore. Um, but, uh, so I love that he brings like a power trip angle to Fanline. So like, I probably wouldn't listen to it if it wasn't, you know, maybe if, you know, Sauce and Nordo grabbed the seat or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I get I get Corey's side of it too. It's like he's worked his way up the ladder, like um, you know, somebody else lower on the totem pole, um, and maybe who cares about sports more could could definitely do this job. But um when the day comes that he is done doing fan line, it will be a sad day. Yeah, for sure, because the thing I love about Corey is he brings like the uh the wry sense of humor to it, uh because you know, like like I said, the older I get, the less like I live and die with Viking games. Like when I was younger, like it was when the Vikings lost, it ruined several days for me. And you know, now it's just like it, like you said, it's more about the bit and everything. And even when during a Vikings loss, fan line is fun to listen to because somebody will call in and just wanting to burn, you know, the whole stadium down. And Corey just has some little sarcastic comment or something, or uh, Warren from St. Paul calling. In and you know Corey's immediately um, in defense mode. Um, you know, so yeah, it's uh, I like the uh, I like that angle of it versus somebody that's just like, all right, we're gonna talk about Baltimore Orioles bullpen and how that affected right. the Viking game today. You know, so yeah, I just the 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 hardcore diehard sports stuff. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's a time for analytics and breaking things down and stuff like that. But fan line, I mean, it's such a bit. I mean, I listen to Packer fan line sometimes too, just to hear these people. People that call in that, whose lives are so consumed with sports <laughs> that they feel like they just have to call like like they owe it to society to call in and register their opinion about what potentially went wrong so yeah it's uh it's uh it's it's more comedy to me than it is analysis and that's why i like having Corey in that seat but yeah i can't blame him for wanting to move on yeah well, I'm sure Nordo or whoever will do a really good job down the line. But uh, for this week, that is Quotes Notes. 
All right. Well, that will do it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back again next week, and uh, we'll see if Parrish is able to complete the Parrish Slam. So four majors in a row. We've got money on it that he will indeed. Uh, in the meantime, Dave, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Power Trip Quotes. And I'm, of course, at Power Trip Bets and PT Bets on Instagram. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you think we're hideous, please lie. We've been